Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll be get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, tirerack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welcome in. You know, uh, I enjoyed watching some NBA hoops last night, some good college hoops as well. UConn, big win last night at the Gadden. Um, you had the Lakers holding off the Suns comeback with what appeared to be a blown call or blown uh, called timeout that they didn't need to call against the Suns. Um, or actually the call was for the Lakers. Uh, but overall, Hoops was good. I think the lead story of the day is the continuing noise out of the New York Jets. And in typical Jets fashion, here we are covering a team that sucks. It's not a good football team. Now, can you say that not having Aaron Rodgers has forever derailed this team's playoff chances? That's fair. But based upon their play, 12 games in the season, that's not a good football team. It's not even close to a good football team. Um, and as much as we want to say, not having Aaron Rodgers, how would Aaron Rodgers have played behind that patchwork offensive line? Speaking of that offensive line or the, the turnstile that is the quarterback position, if you've been stuck under a rock, maybe you didn't know, Zach Wilson's going to be back starting as quarterback. But that's not after 24 weird hours where we were told that they wanted him to start back at quarterback, but then he wasn't sure if he wanted to take the reins. Uh, then there was the weird press conference from Robert Sala, who said if he didn't want to play quarterback, he wouldn't be on the roster. Then he went on local radio and sort of... Walked us through the walked people through the idea that, well, maybe there was some hesitance. I, and then we have Aaron Rodgers speaking out about it to uh, Pat McAfee yesterday. It's a lot. 
I know we all think you're supposed to sit there and just wait for your opportunity. That thing comes. You don't care. I'm all in. But we're led to believe by people around the Jets that this is some bogus story when, one, the reporters have stood by the reporting, and two, it all makes a lot of sense. Why would anybody say that about Zach Wilson? Well, remember last year this time, Pat White, his backup, had taken over and he had such support in the locker room. Mike White, sorry. Pat White's another former quarterback, West Virginia. Remember him? Uh, Mike White got such support from his teammates that they were actually wearing Mike White shirts walking into the stadium. Like, I'd never seen anything like it. Like, it wasn't behind anybody's back. It wasn't like a coup d'etat. It wasn't like something that was done under cover of darkness. And who said that? You had New York Jets players, no facial coverings, no no COVID masks, nothing. Just walking in wearing their quarterback shirt who just so happened to be the backup quarterback. Then Aaron Rodgers comes aboard. He gets hurt four plays in. Zach Wilson's, uh, Zach Wilson's the quarterback. Everybody gives his support, their support to him, even though he's not particularly good. Right? There's nothing. I mean, he has a decent game. You're like, oh my God, so much better. Then he gets benched, not just benched, but moved from first string to third string. Doesn't take any reps. And then we're not supposed to believe that when they named him starting quarterback like two weeks later, that he wasn't like, what's going on here? Here's Robert Sala, his head coach, earlier today. Zach gives us our best chance to win um, and uh, giving him another opportunity to go prove that. How did that conversation go when you told him? Uh, he was good. He's fired up. Uh, like I said uh, on Monday, he came into my office. He wants the ball, uh, and he's excited about getting this opportunity to finish the season strong. I've always believed he was the best, uh, uh, best quarterback in terms of giving us a chance to win. Um, you know, Tim and, and uh, Trevor uh, trying to spark the offense and all that, and uh, and those two are very talented quarterbacks, don't get me wrong, but uh, but in, in my opinion, uh, Zach gives us the best chance to win. Okay. I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, it's all relative. He gives us the best chance to win considering who we actually have, right? Considering who we actually have. Here's Aaron Rodgers in the Pat McAfee show yesterday. When you use sources and try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach, I have a, I have a real hard time with that. I mean, you're basically saying that this, this kid is, is quitting on the team and, and doesn't want to play and has given the middle finger to the organization. What is your impetus? What is your motivation to try and bury someone like that? Um, and that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because there's no place in, in a winning culture where, and there's been, this is not the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. I think it's um, at its core and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be, to be a source, on, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character. And, and especially now when it's someone that I really love and care about, like Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Aaron is showing his full and undivided support for Zach Wilson. That's clearly noted. Okay, we got it. We understand. 
Um, but what we what we have to explain, make sure we explain to people, uh, is let's not attack the reporters for getting sources or even unnamed sources. That's how reporting works. Okay. And look, I, there is a notable moment in my career where I trusted, uh, really trusted an unnamed source and got burned a little bit by it. And I had a secondary source that, that they, they didn't, there was no, they weren't unified. It wasn't the same discussion. It was something else. And again, got burned by it. But that's kind of your job is to gather information and you can't out those people. Like Deep Throat is a historically significant figure in the Watergate. We never knew who Deep Throat was. We can only guess who it actually was. But no one back then said, well, what's your, who's your unnamed source? They tried that, didn't work. You don't name your sources. And sources don't have to be named. Don't have to name themselves. I think what Aaron Rodgers is talking about is like, look, what, what are we doing here? Why are we sharing our business? There is no positive outcome from sharing any negative stories with anybody. But, and what he's saying is accurate. You know, the best cultures, they don't have this. They just don't. But that's what the Jets are. It's one of the reasons the Jets have been a dumpster fire is you have all these conflicting people, conflicting alliances, and people trying to make a, you know, curry favor with different people and that's how this stuff gets out but I mean to Aaron Rodgers you don't remember Mike White last year you don't remember the teammates completely uh, moving on from Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's act I understand what he's saying and he's not wrong but he's also captaining the New York Jets this is what the Jets do this is who the Jets are they can't help themselves this is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live in the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll be get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. Uh, we'll take it in Jersey. Hello, Jersey! Figure out what's going on with the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um... We'll do that uh, a little later on this hour. We got some other stuff, including reactions to last night's Laker win over the Phoenix Suns. Controversial call. Got some college hoops to discuss. We got the press to get to. But first, it's the middle of the show. It's a Wednesday, which means the middle of the week. It's the middle of the day. Get to the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. All right, Jay Stu, uh, you're a big party animal. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just a, such a socialite, you know. Um, now, yeah, as you mentioned, we last week we had our holiday um, party for work, and uh, you were out of town doing some basketball. Now, um, but it reminded me that this is the holiday season. Um, you know, your friends that are that are like real social and have a lot of friends like, like book up every single weekend like Friday, Saturday night, holiday parties. You got your like stupid sweat, sweater uh, parties whatever yep. or whatever those are called. Anyways, uh, it made me think like if you could be at a uh, holiday party with anybody in sports who would you want to just like rap with? Like walk up to over eggnog and just talk to. Like you got a lot of questions they're engaging. They're interesting people. Okay, but here's the question, though, right? Are you going to ask if it's dead or alive? Huh? <laughs> no, no. The midway. Well, yeah, dead or alive is, is one okay. thing. But also, does everybody want, truly want to, um, um, do, do people really, really want to be talked to or asked questions like that at a holiday party. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's, that's a factor in this. Um, you know, you could be as, uh, you could answer it however you want, but, so my answer is this. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll start us off, okay? Okay. Um, the most interesting person, I think, maybe in the history of sports, is Tiger Woods, okay? And I want to talk to Tiger because I want to I wanna get him with his guard down. Because if you remember right, I think it was during during COVID, so um, the documentary came out and it hit big. And Tiger has never responded to anything in the documentary. So maybe this answers your question that you just asked. He doesn't want to answer these questions. But if you get enough eggnog in him, 
I would love to see if he kind of opens up about what was true about in that documentary, what isn't, what was the real story. That, to me, is the one thing that hasn't been done. A Tiger Woods authorized documentary to address everything that happened in that first one, which was an amazingly riveting documentary. We just don't know if it was if it was like made up stuff or not. But Tiger Woods, for many reasons, um, I would never talk to him about golf or have him look at my swing or anything. That I don't want to bore him. But I do want to talk about the juicy stuff that he's that he's done in his life. You know? I don't know. I think the only thing, if you put too much eggnog in Tiger Woods, he's going to take his shirt off again with the Santa hat. Oh, that's fine. Like, yeah, like no, you, I, like I, I don't did, mind Like that. you did long ago that's on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. Perfect. <laughs> I've got two different answers here, and there's a theme to both. I... I think the, the current one right now going into my head was is Tommy DeVito because I'm not just getting Tommy DeVito as a guy who's living basically what's going to be the height of his life right now. He's won two NFL games. He's getting to play on the biggest stage and everyone's having this moment to everyone gets to celebrate be, being Italian. But like Italian, and my family's Italian too, I know I'm also getting the family for a holiday party, which means good Italian Christmas cooking. And I think you put all of that together, and I also get to talk about him because, likewise, I think his guards down. This is not something he ever anticipated to be in. And from talking with some of these guys, like the, when you have that opportunity, they're more open about these things. They're more relaxed and may, might not even talk about football. That's fine. Just growing up and you know, with, with the family, he has just such an interesting story. He lives at home like too, by the, most, the way. Yeah, still lives at home. Would love to get out to a party. The other option on my mind is, likewise, going back to golf, I didn't think we'd do golf twice, but uh, John Daly <laughs> and package deal with John Daly Jr., who, uh, fantastic. Monsi? I literally thought Tommy DeVito myself, Chris, when I was thinking. Really? Yeah, I really, really did. I'm not Italian, but I was like, the food, the people, I literally thought of him, but I did not decide on him. I also have two answers because obviously the answer for me would be Travis Kelsey in hopes that Taylor Swift is there in hopes that maybe Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively show up because they're all friends. So obviously for me, it would be Travis Kelsey in hopes that the others are there, not necessarily Travis Kelsey. Another person that I would like to see at a party seems that maybe we would have some fun. He seems like a fun guy and I would like to talk to him. Mike McDaniel. Daniel. I would like to chat with him. Mike McDaniel seems like a good dude. Like a fun dude. He seems like he would have a good time. He seems, you know what he'd be really good for? Like if you're sitting and people walk by yes. and get his like one line yes. people watching line yes. on people, deadpan. Oh. Jay Stu, am I, am I wrong there? Right? No, that's exactly right. In fact, I want to talk about him in our podcast later, but. He doesn't get enough credit for his sense of humor. I agree. It, it's said, just it's subtle. You did crush him though when he went to um, when he went to Germany and cracked a joke about you thought I was taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. See, but that's the kind of stuff. And I I think he's smarter than the room, or at least much more funny than the room because. Uh, NFL writers typically don't have a sense of humor. So he, he says all these funny things and it's just completely going over their head. Off. Like yesterday. Yes, it throws them off. They're not expecting it. He just seems like he, he it would be fun to hang out. So Mike McDaniel, Travis Kelsey. Oh, you know what was a curveball? It was when he said that he was um, a minority hire. Remember? Yeah. He came out and said he was half, uh, half black. Something of color. He's, he's a portion, partial black or whatever. I, I don't know if he's half or a quarter, whatever. Um, 
you could talk the about that way. at the party. You could so yeah. there's a bunch of stuff here, okay? Um, if we're talking gigantic party, yeah, you want somebody that you can make fun of everybody next to. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel seems like just that kind of yeah. guy. Um, I would love to hang with Shohei Otani. Oh. I kind of think the mm. English is probably really good, and he's probably really funny. Right? He probably makes fun. And then if he doesn't want to speak to somebody, he probably goes into the I don't speak English. Oh, brilliant. Part, which oh, is I'd amazing. love that. I'd love that. This is amazing. Like, I may have done that once or twice in my life. Amazing. Uh, you do? Sometimes. No obligation glass? Or mm, I don't speak Spanish. What I'm do you sorry. speak? Well, I do speak Spanish. So one way or the other, like somebody approaches me. Oh, and they start speaking in Spanish? Spanish? And I'm like, oh, I don't speak Spanish. I'm so sorry. Or the other way where it's like, oh, no hablo inglés. The Midway. No entiendo. I like that one, though. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good choice. Mm, and if I, your theory's right, that's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, okay. Any any others that you want to throw out? You only had one? Only Tiger I was, Woods? I was thinking um, I would like to be at a party with AZ Cowlings. Again, um, same reason. If he lets his guard down a little bit, starts drinking. Just I think, wants to know what's going on there? I think we would find out what happened on that night. Um, AC Cowlings. It's kind of, you know, off people's radar a little bit. But he played football at USC, so it's definitely in the sports realm. So. I mean, I'm honestly, all the interesting people I'd like to. I've hung out with Aaron Rodgers one night, but it wasn't, we didn't, it wasn't like deep, but I would love, Aaron Rodgers would be, would be great. I know what like was the setting? In. Where were you in? Final Four, uh, Phoenix. Hmm. Uh, we went to, um, I did this appearance for Coca-Cola um, at like a, I mean, it was Friday night or no, it was right, it was after the game Saturday night, that was big party out and, and whatever. So I did an appearance there and, um, we hung out together then the chain smokers performed and then we hung out with the chain smokers. This was like peak chain smokers. So we went peak chain smokers. <laughs> yeah, like they're 2016 still, what is that? Yeah, probably about that. Probably about that. I mean they're still like they're in Vegas, they're still good, but I mean and they're great guys. They're like literally anybody can do what we do. Just have to know how to DJ and get, you know, get a little lucky. Most like people in our industry yeah. have an Aaron Rodgers uh, story? hangout story because he uh, notoriously would go to that Lake Tahoe thing every year. Like, even when he was a backup to Favre, he would go to that thing. And all the members of the media that would go every year would just kind of hang with the guy. And then he started to get very famous. He would still do the golf event, but then he would kind of stop talking to people. That was a common story among our media types. Interesting. Um, others I would like to hang out with? Uh, Basketball-wise. Barkley, huh? Yeah, I've hung out with Barkley. It's, it's great. Um, I'd like to hang out with Wemby. <laughs> just the looks that, just to hang out with him and the looks that he that people give him. Yeah. Like, I have a, a really close friend who I used to work with. Her name's Allie LaForce. She did Sideline last Love her. Weekend, right? She's wonderful. Love her. And I always tell her, I was like, Allie, you want to know a really good reality show? She's like, what? It's like, if you had cameras all over your body, and then, like, you just walk down the street, and you get everybody else's reaction to things they would say, and you'd have, like, real clips, it's amazing. Because I can't tell you how many times we do a show, and we'd have an athlete on, and they would say, they would... They were so uncomfortable that they would say something that would just come out completely the wrong way. And she's a really fun, uh, happily married with a, they got a baby boy, mm-hmm. happily married, but 
Like, guys just don't know what to do with a woman who's really beautiful and very, very nice and, like, has no... You can't run game on her. She's not running game. She's just like girl next door. And that the reaction that people give are amazing. I would do the same thing with Victor Webinyama because you're sitting with him and you're just watching people's reaction when they yeah. walk by. They'll say the most uncomfortable things. And there'll be somebody <laughs> that comes up and goes, do you play basketball? Uh, right? <laughs> How tall are you? How tall are you? Oh. How tall are you? You'll get, you'll get a bunch. That must, be, that must get so annoying. Think? It is so funny, certain guys in certain sports, like, I, I'm just reminded of this because I saw a clip from, I think it's the CW series following the uh, with the, some of the Rams mic'd up, where Puka Nakua and another Ram is asking Cooper uh, Cooper Cup about anime. And Cooper Cup is like, he's like, yeah, that's kind of, a, you're kind of an anime guy. And Cooper Cup is like, no, I'm not anime. But from talking with so many NFL players, it feels like a lot of them are into really nerdy stuff. I've talked with Jamal Williams twice. And all he talks about, everything out of his mouth is like anime, Harry Potter, things like that. So I feel like getting some of those guys in an NFL, uh, for the NFL, if you're not interested in anything they do on the field, they might want to take a rest from that. But some of these guys get really off the reservation. And it's funny because you mentioned the media not, you know, knowing how to deal with certain questions. You run into a guy like Jamal Williams, whose interests are so out there, so off the pop culture grid that uh, it throws for loop but I am I am into that kind of stuff and I feel like those would be good off kilter Christmas parties you big anime guy Doug no one of my daughters went through an anime phase during COVID uh, there are wa- so many NFL guys who are into anime it's really real yeah they all they've all grown up on Dragon Ball Z and One Punch Man now and it's all <laughs> like workout stuff that they take inspiration from a lot of them when you say a lot of them like I, I can guarantee you probably if I go through the 53-man rosters of every team, we could probably get at least 10 guys on each roster. No way. Wow. That feels like a that feels like a made-up number. Made of up, course it was made up. Made-up number. Of course I made it up. Made-up number. The Midway. All right, Perfect. Give me another guy you'd, you'd like to hang out with. So or, I, or lady you'd like to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, I, I, I skipped over <laughs> a little bit of it, but uh, I want to go back to John Daly. I don't think I explained that. Like, John Daly is... You didn't really have to explain that one. We'd all oh, like... Yeah, we all <laughs> yeah. got it. Okay. okay. <laughs> was, those He'd were, those be drunk. Were... <laughs> He'd tell great stories. Yeah. He, he you would didn't tell have everything. to explain it. Yeah. His son, I, I really do wonder what future his son has with golf, too. Like, first thing I heard of him from his son was, hey, he's got an NIL deal with Hooters playing golf at, what was it, Tennessee? Well, the orange makes sense, too. Yeah. It just, everything just blends together. It, yeah. I need to think of it. Romo's a good that. hang, by the way. I'm Romo's Romo. a good hang? Really good hang. Uh, likes to play golf. I've likes, heard that, Likes to drink beer. Yeah. Nice. I, I wonder if Giannis Antetokounmpo drinks, because he seems fun. And his comments he are just... He does not seem fun. He seems so funny. He funny. seems... But, so it, but I don't know if, like, he would partake in the, like, party aspect. But I wouldn't... Are, I you, wouldn't a big mind. Party, are you a big partier, Monty? No, you know, depending on the day, but sure. <laughs> when was the last time you really got ripped and you really partied hard? Um... Definitely this year at some point for a friend's birthday. Maybe my birthday. My birthdays, I usually party real hard. Real so, hard. So, <laughs> and and it's you like to drink. You, you drink during it. I I do drink. Yes. And what do you like to drink? I like to drink tequila. Uh-huh. Straight on the rocks. I like it straight. 
Neat. So no yeah. no ice. If you give it to me with ice, great. If you don't, it's gonna be just sipping? as lovely. Sipping tequila? Depending on what you what I'm sipping. But if I if I'm sipping it, it needs to be something, you know, I could it's do great. like a Honestly, you're understanding you are a tequila snob from every time I talk <laughs> with you. You have very specific tastes. I, I do, but I'm not a snob. I like Don Julio Blanco. That's not very expensive. I also like, you know, Casa and that is expensive. I like nineteen forty two. That's yummy. But I, I you know, I get I do regular I like nineteen forty two as well. I'm not sure I've ever described it as yummy. Oh, it is yummy. It has a sweetness to it. Yeah, after it burns off everything. Nah, every... it doesn't. I actually, I... I, mean, I know, I, I do like 1942. I'm not lying. I, I have so smooth, a bottle, yeah. I think, left. Yeah. Whatever. Dos Artes is also very similar. The... How, was, how was the party? Did I miss anything? Um, no. I was, I was sick, so I missed it, too. No. You still? Trust me, everybody noticed. They were like, Wires, Chris. Um, Wire? Nothing happened. Uh, Don Martin was there. You know, Don was Don. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Julie Talbot, always great to see Julie. I love Julie. But, uh, yeah. Big I don't fan know. Of you know, Rob Parker walked away with chicken wings in a to-go container. Surprise. Yeah, very, so everything was, yeah. No way. I swear. And I was like, I am shocked, Rob. I am shocked. Wait, the place they went, they had wings over there? We crossed the street to public school. No, I know. Public school. I just didn't realize they had wings. Okay. Oh, that was the food provided. It was chicken wings and mm. burgers. and. We have a we have an amazing medical staff um, that takes care of us. Oh, I'm sorry. That's we, me. We have an amazing medical staff that <laughs> takes sorry. care of us after I parties? Hit, I, hit, I hit my my, uh, my mouse over here. My bad. <laughs> I think that, that's our cue to break. That's we have it. an amazing medical staff. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! 
Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Toro Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Merry Christmas to you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're at December 6th. You got 19 days, 19 days till Christmas, or is it 18 days till Christmas? It's very hard. How many? Because we're like more than halfway through. I think if you go 19, no one's going to argue with that. 18, you're going to have somebody argue it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hello to you, Monsi. Good to see you. Great job yesterday. Oh, thanks. Yes. Take all the days off you want, Doug. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I owe Monsi an apology. Why? Um, Why? So That thing you said to me that not to say it? <laughs> well, this is my, maybe this is my gift uh, to Monsi instead of tequila. Uh, as well, I oh, well let's talk about that, though. Hold on a second. Let's not two, make any rash decisions. Two or three months ago, I had a problem with the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey story. Mm-hmm. I was just annoyed by it. It was everywhere. And it has slowed down considerably in our space it has. But at that time, you went on the air and were convinced that it was a real thing, that they were a couple. And I just had my reservations. I I thought it was a sideshow. I thought it was a publicity stunt. Well, today, as Taylor Swift is being honored by Time Magazine for what person of the year, she says... We have a relationship. Yeah. We are romantically involved. So I apologize. I was wrong. Um, and I'm happy for Travis and Taylor. Is it too, true love? Yeah. Is, that your, is, it, is it true love? There's um, some true to it. Just, just uh, so I'm, I'm aware with the current uh, scheduling, right? The, uh, what's it called? Bachelor, geriatric bachelor. What was it? Golden bachelor? Yes. That's over. It is over. So that means this is bachelor in paradise time, right? Isn't it? Yeah, almost over. Bachelor in Paradise. Been, they were running at the same time. Oh, really? It was one hour of Bachelor of Golden Bachelor and two hours of Bachelor in Paradise, and um, it has been as terrible and awesome as you can imagine. Yeah, that's generally considered the worst show. Oh, it's awful, but, but it's, it's so such good. a guilty pleasure, yes, right? It's so good. It's All right, terrible. Just give me like one storyline from Gold from from uh, Bachelor in Paradise that that would make somebody so disgusted they want to watch. It's just there's actually been a few people this season who have literally hopped from person to person to person. And usually, like, you know, they try to pretend they're only into one person. No, no, no. That's out the window. Yeah. Cat. Cat is awful. Awful human. Literally such a snake taking everyone's man. Oh, it's a woman. It's a woman taking everyone's man. 
I love him. No, I don't. I'm going to take hot? this man. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe it's her attitude that I don't like. Oh, she's been, but she's been amazing TV because of that oh, attitude. Yes. Like she gives the best sound bite. She d- and then she's just playing with her hair like the whole time. Cat with a C or with a K? It's with this. I think it's K A T, right? I really don't. I think know. so. Cat. She's on. an attractive woman. Uh, we saw her yeah, at, on one ugly, of the Bachelor seasons. Ugly shows, but you know they're all. You know they're all attractive, but her attitude and like just the way she is handled Kat this Izzo? season. Is it? Cat is I really let me see. Um, I, it it's short for Catherine. I want to say, as you're looking th- th- this up, it uh, is it is Cat Izzo. Yes, yes. The, the most despicable part of the year was that they actually spent real estate on a bachelor show, talking about how a woman had not gone for nine days. She yes. So much so that they they brought in a doctor. That is, I mean, you would. It, it's funny that they. That they relied on that story because there's so many other good stories, right? Of course. And it was just like, I don't care about this person's bowel movement. Doug, nine days. Hadn't gone poop in nine days? Yes. You traveled without. And uh, she was eating and she was like doing lunges. She was trying. She goes to University of Central Florida. Is that what it is? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. You're talking about cat or? Yeah, yeah, he's still talking about cat. I'm still talking about cat. I mean, she's like, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Right, no, but yeah, you wouldn't kick any of these people out of bed. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but she's not. She's not anything spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have no problem discussing poop. I don't. And nine days is a long, long time. <laughs> I don't know if our bosses would like us talking about it, but. No, no, I'm. I'm nine days, my nine God. Nine days is a long time. Yeah. Like, I think, like, day three, you're like, a little weird. Day four, you're like, Mentioned to somebody day five, it's like we got a problem. Right. You get to day seven, you go a week without pooping. It's like, hey, just so you know, guys, I haven't unleashed the Kraken. Yeah. In, you know, haven't dropped the kids at the pool in a long time. She had to leave the show. The she, doctor said we need you to leave, leave the, the show because she hadn't pooped. Yeah. So that they could they could make everything go. And they then said did they she delivered they delivered a poop baby, is what they said. Yeah, it was a. Uh, you, have you was, ever sent horrible. a friend a picture of no, any of your movements? No. Um, really? No. Is that a boy thing? Do boys I, do that? I've done it. By the way, I I want to say I never sent a, a frontal nude pic. The reverse nude pic I have, the, the poop pic I have. Yes. What? The the uh, the new the new drug that everyone's paying for. I think Oprah's on it now. Ozempic. Yeah. Um, I want to say that that's the reason for everything. I think that's one of the side Does effects. Does that keep you from pooping? I haven't heard this. I and think I have a irregularity who was on or it. or whatever. Yeah, but uh, Brian Bellick's ready to join us, so we could we could. Yeah, I, I don't program. think he's. Ask right, him let, about this. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Thank you so much, Monsi. Yeah. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brian Billick joins us, Super Bowl winning uh, head coach with the Baltimore Ravens, his NFL analyst. Of course, he's here on behalf of Signal Relief. Signal Relief reduces the impact of pain so you can get back to life without limitations, a single patch that provides one entire year of pain relief. Enter the promo code COACH for 20% off at SignalRelief.com. So, Coach, a, a year of pain relief? Just one patch? Yeah, I, yeah th- this thing's unbelievable. It's reusable. best thing about it, beyond the fact that it works so great, is it's reusable. And the best thing is you can put it exactly where you need it. Uh, when I play 18 holes of golf, I need it on my lower back. That, that's where it needs dressing. When I get out of the pool, I swim three days a week, it's my upper shoulders, my upper back. When I get off the court or the bike, it's my hips, it's my hamstrings. You put the patch on, it's reusable up to a year. And uh, I tell you what, it's it's unbelievable in terms of the effect 
Uh, I always like to say it removes that prohibitive pain, that pain that you all get that keeps you from doing the next thing that indeed is the best thing for you because if you can get back out on the course, if you can get back in the pool, get back on the bike, you loosen the muscles, you get your joints, you know, motion is lotion. So it's it's an unbelievable mechanism. It's drug-free, chemical-free. Uh, uh, and there's nothing, you know, you nothing to plug in. No batteries. It's it's an unbelievable pain management relief. All right. Uh, again, remember that the, the promo code is Coach. The promo code is Coach. Uh, coach, what what did you see when you throw in the film of the Niners' dismemberment of the Eagles in Philadelphia? What did you see? An unbelievable performance. I, I put a huge emphasis on the team's ability to go on the road and win, particularly against a good team like Philadelphia in an environment like Philadelphia. Four Niners, that was impressive. You know, their normal formula, they played great defense, they ran the ball. But Brock Purdy, his box scores always amazed me. He only threw the ball 27 times, but he had over 300 yards and, and four touchdowns. And he had four explosive plays to four different receivers. McCaffrey had one for uh, for uh, um, uh, 40 yards. Kittle had one for 30 yards. Um, uh, Debo Samuel had one for 40 yards. Juan Jennings, I don't even know who that guy is. He had one for 20 yards. So uh, their ability to come up with the big plays on limited throws, run the ball on the road against Philadelphia, it was an amazing performance. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brian Billick. Okay, what about the Eagles? How much of this is fixable? Well, it's all fixable. I mean, it's just one of those things where they just they didn't have, particularly at home, and that's the disappointing thing. And they now have to turn around and go on the road to uh, to uh, uh, Dallas. But you know, it, it, it was fixable. The biggest thing for me was the 49ers. Ultimately, the difference in the game. 49ers were four for four in the red zone. Uh, the, the the Eagles were only two for four, so that makes you know when you when you move the ball and you can't turn it into touchdowns and keep up with a team that's moving the way the 49ers are, that ultimately was the difference in the game. Uh, and Jalen Hurst obviously didn't have quite the game that we've been. He had to throw the ball 45 times. Uh, that's not what they want to do. If they can keep him to a 30, 35 pitch count and his running, that's when they're at their best. Um, okay, so moving forward, how much of this uh, can we, should we carry over, assuming they're going to face off again in the NFC playoffs? Well, it's always dangerous to try to decide, you know, what, what's going to happen when you play the second time. A lot of teams, a lot of people say it really favors the, the team that lost because they, you know, they've got, they now have a track record. It's hard to beat a good team twice, particularly in the playoffs. But for Philadelphia, it's clearly. They've got to be better in the red zone, and they can't give up the big plays. You know San Francisco's going to run the ball well, but they can't give up the big plays that they gave up. Well, that means you become more passive in the back end. You know, that's for greater minds than mine to figure out. But they can't They can't give up the big plays and not, not have the consistency that they normally have, and particularly on third down and once they get down the red zone, or they're going to have the same result. Okay, so now the Cowboys uh, take on – the Eagles this week. Mike McCarthy had emergency appendix surgery, so we don't know if the Cowboys head coach and play caller will be available on Sunday. Um, but what about the matchups? How different is the matchups in terms of the Cowboys versus the Niners taking on the Eagles? Um, well, they're going to be similar in this, for the Eagles in terms of what they've got to do. Obviously, Dak Prescott is playing as well as any quarterback, uh, putting the ball all over the place his last game against Seattle. A good defense now. 
that again it tends to be more in that. Okay, would they? They're going to be more passive. They're not going to. They're going to be more of in a shell. Uh, and he and he had three touchdowns. Uh, they ran the ball for 136 yards. They played really good, solid defense against Seattle. So it's kind of the same formula. I think Philadelphia going on the road can't give up the big plays. Uh, and they had a bunch of big plays. Uh, Dallas did. The Debo Samuel had a big one. Um, uh, Cooks, Brandon Cooks had a couple big plays. So they can't give up the big plays. Certainly Dallas is going to continue to run the ball well. Um, but you can't let Dallas have those big plays that they did that San Francisco got. And that's going to be tougher on the road where Dallas on turf appears to be very, very good. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian Billick's our, our guest, of course. He was an outstanding head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. They won a Super Bowl. Dominant team really in, in the AFC North. It's been a long-time NFL analyst ever since. And uh, and he joins us now on Fox Sports Radio and on the iHeartRadio app. Let's, let's go to the AFC and start with the Chiefs. Um, I, you know, I don't know. The layman looks out and goes like, man, they just offensively not great talent. Uh, Packers were better. I'll get to Jordan Love in a second, but what do you do if you're Andy Reid? Your team's pretty much set. You don't, outside of Travis Kelsey, don't have a lot of difference makers in terms of uh, pass catchers. What do you do to try and get better and get ready for those playoffs? Well, they're still pretty good. I, I think you got to give them credit for the fact that they're still, you know, Patrick Mahomes is spectacular. But you're right. They're not as explosive. I mean, keep coming back to these explosive plays when I talk about these teams. But turnovers and explosive plays are still the number one and two determinant for winning in the NFL. And, and Kansas City clearly um, just aren't as explosive as they have been. The other night, they only had one play over 20 yards, and that was to Travis Kelty. Now, they are running the ball better. I think uh, Pacheco is giving them a personality of being a more physical team. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes can still kill you in so many different ways. But the biggest difference I see from the previous years is they're not quite as explosive. So they've got to kind of get back and and try to generate those plays. What people, the, the book on Kansas City has been for a while is that you need to be passive on the back end, don't give them big plays, and, and let make them go the length of the field running the ball and running a lot of plays. Well, they have been able to do that, and people are still going to configure that way. So Kansas City, I think, that pushing the run aspect of what they're doing, converting on third down the way Patrick Mahomes does, somehow they got to generate – more of the big plays that we're so used to them seeing if they're going to get back to when they get in the playoffs and taking on the really good teams in the AFC to kind of separate themselves the way they have in the past. Um, Okay. So if it's not them in the AFC, who do you like? Like we've seen the Dolphins and the, the Dolphins against teams like the Bills haven't looked as dominant. The Bills are going to have to creep their way in the playoffs. The Ravens, are very good, but there, there seems to be a ceiling there. If if you take the Chiefs out, who are the team that you are most you you believe in the most in the AFC? Oh, I think if you leave the Chiefs in right now, I got to go with Baltimore simply because they have the most balance. That formula we keep talking about about playing good defense, about getting turnovers, um, and and about running the ball and coming up with explosive plays. And of all the teams, whether it's Miami, even Jacksonville, Kansas City, they're the ones that have 
check all the boxes more than anybody else. Miami obviously can at times look spectacular and big plays down the field. They don't run the ball quite as well. Uh, adequate enough, you know, solid defense. Kansas City, we talked about, uh, lacks a little bit of explosiveness. Play really good defense. Jacksonville is very well balanced and across the board. But when you check all the boxes of playing really good defense, run the ball, come up with explosive plays, I think Baltimore is the most consistent in all those three categories. Hmm. Um, you've lived the young quarterback life, right? You've, you've had that. You've had young quarterbacks run your team before. Jordan Love started out really good, but fairly conservative game plans. Struggled for about four games. And now the past couple games has been really, really good. What's your honest evaluation of Jordan Love of the Packers? Well, I, th- I think he's showing signs that he can be that guy. You know, Bill Walsh always believed that you know about the t- 24th, 25th start of a quarterback, whether he's going to be a guy or not. It may happen before that, but if it's not there by then, then you're probably not going to see it. So he's still a little ways from, from reaching that plateau. The fact, as you mentioned, the fact that he appears to be getting better, he's adapting a little bit. That's the thing that I think is promising for Jordan Love. He, he shows some eye-popping ability to get the ball down the field. He, th- he got away with a couple just, you know, Hail Marys throw it up and, and it turned out for him. He's got to limit that a little bit because he, he was on the positive side of that. I mean, he had a great day. He had 25 of 36 for three touchdowns. They ran the ball well. But he threw up a, a couple prayers that uh, were answered, and it turned out great. But in the long run, you know, that's going to come back and bite you. So he's got to kind of limit that a little bit, pick his spots when he puts the ball up down the field like that. Uh, but he's showing some signs of some consistency that you've got to think, you know, he's kind of heading that way. He's above 60%. He's averaging 7.4 per throw. His touchdown to interception ratio, that needs to be a little bit better, but he's showing signs of getting there. The the Rams have been kind of a quiet surprise on the West Coast. I mean, no one really expected much from them, uh, and they're kind of lurking in terms of being a playoff threat. What is it? How is Sean McVay's team able to do this considering, you know, there's so much youth, so many unknown players, and they've had so much turnover the past couple of years? Well, but they still got the core pedigree that they believe in themselves. They believe in Sean McVay. And they're part of, you know, they're they're basically out of the uh, the NFC West. There's, there's no way they're going to catch San Francisco. But they're knee-deep in the NFC wildcard division because that's what you have right now. It, it, and that consists of Minnesota, Green Bay, the Rams, Seattle, you know, Dallas and Philadelphia. One or the other is going to win the division. The other is going to be the fifth seat. But you've got those four teams of Minnesota, Green Bay, L.A., and Seattle that are in the heart of this NFC wildcard division. And of all those teams, they have the best pedigree. That, that they know they've been there, they know what it is to win, uh, and they know they can get that done. They, again, they have balance. They've got a veteran quarterback, you know, uh, compared to the other teams that, that has been proven. So I think the Rams are a team that believes in themselves and recognize, yeah, there's a path to the playoffs. And once we get to the playoffs, then all bets are off because we have the pedigree. We know what it is to go through the playoffs and win. So they're going to have a lot of confidence and I think are the best of those four teams to maybe make that sixth and seventh playoff spot. Coach, we really appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, this patch sounds amazing. A year of pain management, yeah. that's that, that's incredible. That's you got to awesome. check it out. I will. Signal relief, it's the real deal. Okay. And again, remember, the code is COACH, and when you get that pain relief – 
you'll think of the coach, Brian Billick. Coach, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to you. Sounds great. You too. All right. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. A year of pain relief. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I don't even have like chronic pain, but like my back's kind of kind of killing me right now. Um, here's a name that you know that I don't know if I, I Monty probably doesn't know. Just again, he was really old. Norman Lear died. No, I know who that is. You do? Yeah. Oh. Great actor. Uh, yeah. I don't think n- known as much for acting or. Or the shows that they 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 built. What do you think there, uh, Jace? Too. Are Are you thinking about the um, the neighbor in Three's Company? Because wasn't Norman something or another was that guy? I don't. Norman know. Weir was a producer screenwriter yeah. type. He developed a ton of great shows. Sanford and Son. Uh, um, I mean, all in the family. really, it started with our All in the Family, and then yeah. they had all the spinoffs, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I, this is who I was thinking of. But yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, this is who I was thinking of. I saw the news this morning. Um, so it was All in the Family, and then from All in the Family, they launched Maud. They had Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, uh, The Jeffersons, and Good Times. Right? Jeffersons and Good Times. So in, in terms of, like, groundbreaking TV, and he wrote, produced, created all these shows. Like, And there were others, but that is, I mean, this guy was... It was incredible. He was 101? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, I mean, that's a good run, bud. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like the end like the end of a dynasty when everybody just, like, retires at the end. You're like, yeah, it was a good run. Like, we don't need to bring everybody back. It's not like the Bulls where they're like, ah, you can bring them back. Or, like, man, 101, too soon. Too soon. Like, 101 years old. Like, that's... Re- and he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Did a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, like, look, this is a... Huge one for me, my my late father's favorite show. Of all, those are all his favorite shows, but All in the Family was his favorite show. He has, it's still my mom's house, the box collection VHS of every episode. And that's what he fell asleep to. Yeah, we recently talked about this, right? And th- mm-hmm. That's not a show that they could air nowadays. I think they actually could, but he would just be like considered... The racist, right? Yeah. The racist, homophobe, misogynist. Like it would, it would be a role, but it would definitely be like typecast you, and you could never get out of that role. Yeah, no, it takes some delicate uh, writing to make it work today. Th- that's fair, very fair. Uh, Archie Bunker was played by Carol O'Connor. Also, something you don't see anymore: a man named Carol. You don't see women named Carol anymore, but you don't say guys named Carol O'Connor. Anyway, Norman Van Leer, dead at the age of 101. 101. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.